Could the Arizona Wildcats be next up? I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you as we dive into another show here. And I'll tell you what, um, Arizona appears to be the school that is most interested in making a move to the Big 12 as quickly as possible. I, that, that's what appears to be happening here. Um, let me share some of this with you. And this came from our friends over at Sikkim 365 Radio. Well, they had on a guy, Jason Shear, who covers Arizona for the site. So he joined the guys over at Sikkim 365 Radio. And here's part of what he said. He said, quote, I feel comfortable saying that the Arizona administration would like to be in the Big 12 right now. There are aspects to that at play. They don't want to go alone. If Utah comes with them, that would be probably the strongest option. If Utah says, we'll go to the Big 12 with you, that becomes a situation where they both jump at once. So it's interesting that Arizona is now talking to Utah about a partnership and not their own in-state partners, Arizona State. I don't know what's going on with Arizona State. There's been a lot coming out from there where their you know administration is like, all this talk about the Big 12 or the Pac-12 Getting blown up is overblown. Uh, yeah, overblown and exaggerated is the official statement from the Arizona State AD. It's like, dude, what rock are you living under? All right, this thing is over pretty soon unless you guys figure out what's going on because the money's not there for you to be a legit Power 5 conference. If the Big Ten and SEC are paying out 80 to 100 mil a team, the Big 12 is going to be around 50 mil a team, and you're paying out how much? 25, 26 mil a team is what the reports are? That's chump change. I, at that point, you're a tweener conference. That's what you are. I mean, let's just call it like it is. So Arizona State, I mean, good riddance. If you don't want to be here, that's fine. But if Arizona's got to partner with Utah and get out, I think that works for the Big 12. I think having that... Um, I think having first off the Arizona basketball program uh, with a football program that still does have a lot of potential, I think they fit nicely into uh, the Big 12 culture, the Big 12 style, the Big 12 brand. And Utah partners up very nicely with BYU, gives you another option for late night games out West, as does Arizona. But those would be two teams I'd be very open to, Utah and Arizona. So Arizona appears to be the team that right now is kind of driving the ship in terms of trying to figure out a way out of the Pac-12. Now, it hasn't happened yet. We're still all kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop to throw in another cliche for the sake of it. But it's kind of where we're at right now. It's kind of what we're living through right now. So here's what else uh, Jason Shear went on to say of 247 Sports on Sikkim 365 Radio. He said, if Arizona is going to need another school to come with it, I think they're willing to see if the Pac-12 can make it worth it for them to stay with a certain financial offer. But right now, let's say the negotiating window closed and the offers weren't coming in, Arizona would be gone. I think they're probably the most active school from what I understand and from what I've heard in looking towards the Big 12. So I'm very accepting of that. And if the play from Brett Yormark, and I don't blame him if this is his play, 
is to kind of slow play this thing a little bit and go for two teams instead of four out of the gates. Maybe you try to poach two. And maybe it's not necessarily two Pac-12 teams. There's talk about San Diego State. Top 20 market. New football stadium. Resources. Like, as much as we talk about which Pac-12 schools are going to leave for the Big 12, maybe Brett Yormark, the new commissioner, maybe he's even looking elsewhere. Maybe he is even looking at this thing from a different perspective than all of us, from the traditional perspective, and saying, why would I just look at the Pac-12? Is there a gem out there that we haven't looked at yet, a la San Diego State? I'm not saying that's the case, but I think with a guy like Brett Yormark, who is a you know, outside-the-box thinker, you have to start having that conversation. I believe, and every indication is, he's being very aggressive. I'm very pleased to hear that. He should be aggressive right now. Uh, but we're kind of in this wait-and-see approach, and what's got to happen here, the next step, the next phase in all this, is the Pac-12 figuring out whether or not it has a suitable TV contract. If it doesn't, then the whole thing comes to an end. All right? Then it's officially over for the uh, Pac-12. Like, close up shop, clean off the hands, and everybody moves on. That's that's what happens from there if the money is simply not in a place where Oregon, Washington, and the other schools believe it has to be. That's it. I mean, this is all about money. Let's not kid ourselves anymore. It's all about money. That's it. There's nothing else to talk about. All right? And now you have a situation where it's possible... And I'm not saying likely, but possible the Big Ten is looking at more schools out west. The Big Ten is evaluating Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington from the Pac-12 as further expansion is considered. What does that mean? Could the Big Ten balloon to a 20-team league? It doesn't make any sense for the Big Ten to just have USC and UCLA. It just doesn't. You're going to have these teams flying 3,000 miles to Rutgers for a volleyball game? That's crazy. you got to have a couple of teams out there if you're going to be a coast-to-coast league. So now the Big Ten, according to Dennis Dodd of CBS, is evaluating Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington. Now, their natural fits when you combine uh, start off with the academics, which is important to the Big Ten, And on a sidebar note, I don't know why the academics matter anymore. Like ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, Amazon, nobody's bidding based on academics. I know you'll say, but it's important to the university presidents. It's important. You know what's a lot more important? 80 to $100 million a year per school. Spare me the whole, oh, it's so important that we only have AAU universities. Stop. I know in a perfect world you would, but this is money-driven. This is not academic-driven. No one cares if you're a bunch of research institutions. Nobody cares. And any person being honest knows that. But whatever, Big Ten is big on that. They claim that's, you know, criteria to get in. So they're looking at Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington from the Pac-12 to expand the conference to at least 20 teams according to a report with CBS. 
Um, and Kevin Warren, Big Ten commissioner, told CBS, quote, we're not targeting. Like I said, my focus is on taking care of our 14 institutions. But as Dennis Dodd reports, it's fair to say statements made during Warren's State of the Union address at Big Ten Media Days this week have sent a ripple of concern through college athletics that another bombshell could, in fact, drop. The idea of adding Cal, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington would be to establish a Western bulkhead that would be academically appealing enough for Big Ten presidents to approve further expansion. However, it's uncertain whether any of the Big Ten future rights holders would find value in such a move. Financially, those four programs are not worth near the money now, expected to be distributed to Big Ten schools with USC and UCLA in the fold of 80 to $100 million annually. Competitively, though, it would be a lifeline for the Pac-12's next best football brands. That's exactly right. It would be. And Oregon and Washington, it's very clear, are kind of taking this wait-and-see approach. They're sitting back and they're hoping like all heck, like all heck, that they can get themselves in a place where they're getting invited to the Big Ten to the SEC. And the Big Ten makes a lot more sense right now unless the SEC says, screw it, Pac-10, or excuse me, screw it, the Big Ten went west, we got to go west. Can't debate this anymore. No more conversations. Uh, It's now a battle out west. We've got to get ourselves in the mix. And the SEC says, we'll add Oregon and Washington. And then what happens from there? Well, if you're the Big 12... I know Oregon and Washington were long shots. And to be completely honest, we know the Big 12 is not the number one option for Oregon or Washington because they want the most money. But if you're the Big 12, now's the time to make your move. Don't wait for the leftovers, right? I mean, the Big 12 does not need to sit around and say, well, who's the Big 10 want? Then who's the SEC want or vice versa? And we'll take our pick from whoever's left over. Make a move. If you see value in adding uh, Colorado, if you see value in adding Utah, if you see value in adding Arizona, then just do it. San Diego State. I mean, that, that, that makes the most sense in the world. And, you know, I think that those are things the Big 12 is actively doing right now. It should be doing right now. And University of Utah, I mean, I'd I'd get them in the fold if they wanted to be here. You bring back one of the great rivalries in Utah and BYU, where you get that rivalry in your conference. You have a very sizable undergraduate enrollment, just enrollment in general at University of Utah, uh, 34,400. All right, that was up 4% from the fall of 2020. So that's a very solid number. Undergraduates, about uh, 25,000. So... You get a top 25, 30 market, I believe it is, in Salt Lake City and a fast-growing with Californians bailing uh, in Salt Lake City. And you get in the mix with one of the great rivalries as well. And that's the one big problem we don't have a lot of anymore in college football. Well, we still have them, but we're losing the rivalries, right? Bedlam's going away. We already lost some of the great rivalries in the sport, Oklahoma-Nebraska last time around, Texas-Texas A&M. If you can bring in a great rivalry in Utah and BYU, why not do it? Get the Holy War. All right? Make it a staple part of your conference slate. That'd be fantastic. That'd be a lot of fun. 
And, you know, I want to see that happen for the sake of the conference. All right? So they played last year. BYU won the game. That snapped the streak of, geez, nearly 10 straight wins uh, by Utah. So let's get it going. Let's make it happen. The game's been happening almost every year now, going back, geez, over 100 years. So keep that thing in your hands. Let it go. They didn't meet in 2020 because of COVID. They met last September. And after this game this past season, the series is on a two-year hiatus. Uh, Utah's playing a home-and-home in Florida. BYU's set to join the Big 12 next year. And the continuation of the series is set to resume in 2028. But a lot of people think that's in serious doubt. Get Utah in the Big 12 and make the Holy War a thing. Don't lose that. And make it a stable part of your schedule if you're the Big 12. Because the Big 12 is not going to have as many of those rivalries on a national level when Oklahoma and Texas leave. If you can get the Holy War back, that's a big deal. So that's something the Big 12 should be expanding or looking at right now. There's no question in my mind that they have to go ahead. So we're sitting here and we're kind of in this wait-and-see approach, and we're wondering what could possibly happen next. All I know is this. The Big 12's in a great place, and the Pac-12 folks are so upset about it. John Wilner is a guy who uh, is a big Pac-12 guy, writes for the Mercury News, and he has been very active in this cycle because he knows the Pac-12 as well as anybody, and he's got a lot of sources there. But he is so bummed out, so bummed out, that the Pac-12 is losing the battle when it comes to the media. He keeps trying to trash the Big 12 and saying, oh, Big 12 Twitter is brutal. Who's the Big 12 think they are? The pac 12s in better shape than everybody thinks. Okay, except for the people that matter, which are the folks who are bidding on the Pac-12. And nobody wants to apparently pay your league more than $25 million a year per team for what's left over. So don't blame Twitter. Don't blame the media. All right? And he's even speculating that the Big 12 could lose teams to the Pac-12 or something. He put on Twitter, this guy John Wilner yesterday, he put on Twitter the Big 12 is not unified until every school signs a long-term grant of rights. Until then, dot, 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 dot. What are you saying, John? Are you suggesting that... The Big 12 is on the brink. You can write it. You can put it on Twitter as much as you want. Big 12's not going anywhere. And the Big 12 is in much better shape right now than the Pac-12. No questions asked. Not debatable. It's just not. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is uh, great to be here with you. Hey, don't forget, leave that rating and review on the show on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. The only way to get it, only way to get it, is by uh, leaving that rating and review on iTunes and then sending me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up. And now is the time to do it a week before the season, or not a week, a month before the season, because, um, you know, we're ramping the show up, as we always do this time of year. Uh, we've got, obviously, a lot of competition in this space, but we are the number one Big 12 podcast, beating CBS, ESPN, all the others, because of you guys. So thank you for your word of mouth. Thank you for sharing the show, as many of you have, and subscribing 
rating and reviewing the show is a great way to help. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, in terms of uh, where things go from here and what this is all going to look like, it is one of those things that I sit here and I say to myself, I, I, I can't answer it for you, but we're getting to the point now where I think it'll start to slow down. I do believe that in the next two weeks or so, and I could be wrong about this because the Big 12 expanded officially in September when they made their invitations to UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston. But I do believe there's going to be a lull in the next couple of weeks when the focus starts turning to the season. And if there is a time to make a move, if there is a time to say, you know what, it's time to go, or the Big 12, it's time to expand, or Arizona, let's go to the Big 12, whatever. I think temporarily speaking, that window is closing. All right? And I think it's probably two to four weeks away. We'll get a little more information on what the TV bids look like for the Pac-12 and the Big 10, and then it's the Big 12's move. And that's where the Big 12 would be smart to wait this thing out, to see exactly what is going to happen when it comes to, uh, you know, the other conferences, and then play from a position of power. All right? Play from a position of power. Act like you're operating from a position of power. And then from there, it's all good. From there, you're the only game in town. And you will be in a very, very strong position as this uh, process moves forward. Very strong position. All right, some other news and notes from around the Big 12. Um, Do you see Iowa State landed a five-star power forward? He's an Iowa kid, Omaha Bilyeu, and I, I apologize if I got his name wrong, but he's the number one player in the state of Iowa, obviously, number five power forward in the class of 2023, and the number 12 player in the nation. One of the most sought-after basketball recruits, not just in the Midwest, but in the country, And he is going to Iowa State. So for all the concern that Iowa State and some of these schools in an NIL world would lose out and would never have a chance at five-star players in whatever the sport was because other teams would just pay him, here's Iowa State landed a five-star guy. Now, do you want to see him on campus in a uniform to feel great about it or have him, you know, sign the dotted line? Absolutely. Absolutely. But still, the fact that Iowa State even got the original commitment tells you something, right? He chose Iowa State over Kansas and Oregon. And Iowa State don't look now, but Iowa State in college basketball in the class of 2023 rankings currently has the number three class in the nation behind Duke and Kentucky. Now, it's probably not going to end that way, but they still may end up with the top 10 class either way. Iowa State basketball, the top five class in July, like it's pretty damn good. So for all the fear mongering around NIL, and I'm not a huge NIL guy, I have concerns about it. We've talked about them plenty on this show. When I see things like this happening, I'm like, maybe I'm just trying to convince myself of something that's not true. Now, I hate. You know, how Tyrese Hunter can have a great freshman season and then just say, yeah, I'm going, you know, fill in the blank. I'm going to go to Texas and uh, probably getting paid to go there. And that'll be that. Like, I don't I don't like it for the sport where every year is just a free agency year. And and I don't think that's great for the sport. I've said that many times and I continue to believe it. 
But from the standpoint of, well, a program like Iowa State never is going to have a chance against a Kansas in basketball or a Texas in football. I, thus far, I'm proven to be wrong in certain key cases, and I'm happy to be wrong, and I want to be wrong. So that was a big get, and it's just something to make you look at the NIL world and say, well, let's, let's, let's you know, give this thing a bit larger of a sample size and then actually see how it plays out from there. And, um, yeah, it, it may play out differently than a lot of us project. That's just something to watch here as we move forward. All right? And I am – I know you're watching it closely. <laughs> you know, if you follow these teams or you're fans of these teams, you're watching it closely. I'm watching it closely. And it is going to be a heck of a lot of fun to see how it plays out moving forward. All right. And could I just add this? I love the way that Texas Tech and TCU are building a rivalry in the desert or over the desert, over the desert emoji. TCU is calling out Texas Tech. Texas Tech is embracing the desert and the cactus emoji. I love it. You know, with Texas leaving, the Big 12 is going to need some new rivalries to build up. And if Tech and TCU can be one of them, I think that's awesome for the Big 12. Absolutely awesome. So I'm excited by that. Subscribe to the show. Please, please, please. I know many of you haven't. Please hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. It'll take you 30 seconds. And then just uh, screenshot that on your phone. Send me an email, Pete Mundo at Heartland College Sports, M-U-N-D-O. And we'll get you hooked up with an with a Heartland College Sports koozie. Thank you so much for listening. As always, guys, have a great rest of your day, and we'll be talking to you soon at heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.